Welcome back to The Gavel and the Gavel. It's me, Harry, and I'm based at Windsor Auctions in Windsor, and I'm joined by Simon. It's me, Simon, uh, in Devon. It's felt positively spring-like today, Harry. It's been a beautiful day. How's your day? Uh, my day's my day's been all right, and I've, I'm going to come back to my day in a minute. Um, you've been busy, 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 and I have been ticked off for mocking you uh, for having a not very busy uh, valuation day. But today, tell me all about your day. Harry, today we've turned it round in a biblical fashion. No, no, no. You, you, I mean, it's okay to mock. It was uh, only, well, early January. We had our worst valuation day ever. Um, if, dear listener, you haven't listened to all our episodes, shame on you, but I'll recap for you. Uh, we had a nice little local valuation day early into January and no one turned up. It doesn't get any worse. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. Get, it just doesn't get any worse. In hindsight, it was early January. It was freezing cold, but that's the only excuse I've got. I, can't, I haven't got another one. It was beautifully advertised by the marketing team. Just no one showed up. What can you do? It's one of those things. Today, we went to a lovely seaside town, beautiful town called Budley. And uh, we were a little bit edgy, a little bit nervous, because uh, obviously the last one didn't go so well. And today, Harry, magnificent. Three and a half hours of Mark and I constantly valuing. We, we took our own tea bags and milk, and we never got to use said tea bags and milk. We were flat out the whole time. And I have to say, the people of Budley came in their droves and were absolutely lovely. We've had a super, super, super time, seen lots of beautiful things, valued lots of beautiful things, had consigned lots of lovely jewellery, militaria, pictures, uh, advertising boards from the London Underground, which obviously we pinched from your patch. So yeah, really, really, really good day. Cracking items coming forward. But I've got to tell you my favourite bit. My favourite bit was a lovely lady who came in and sat with me uh, at my desk and we went through some jewellery. We went through some postcards. We went through some small ceramics that she brought along. And uh, we were there for quite some time. We were just filling in the paperwork for the items that she decided to consign. Some lovely diamond rings and some bracelets, uh, all gold. And, uh, and as we were filling in the paperwork, she had a little rucksack next to her. And it started ringing. But strangely, she continued to fill in the paperwork, name, address, and telephone. And the phone kept ringing. It, it just didn't stop. And she signed it. And I said, um, do you want to get that? And she went, oh, no, it's, it's, it's not what you think. I said, well, sounds like a phone. She went, yes, it is a phone. But it's, it's not actually ringing for me. It's an alarm. I said, oh, okay. I didn't realise I was on a stopwatch here. I, I didn't realise. She went, no, 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 it's not for you. Oh, mind you, you're probably not going to like it. What, what do you mean? What's she, she dug around in a bag and she switched it off and she says, uh, I've got 15 minutes to get home for flogging. <laughs> she has a daily alarm, Harry, in, to tell her when it's 15 minutes till flogging starts. So she uh, she packed her bag up and she hightailed it out of there. Apparently, it's a good 15 minutes back home. So, yeah, th I thought that was very sweet. Well, I'm hoping this individual comes to the auction to see her items being sold a la Floggett style and sits there. Well, I think she, I I think so. she might do. I think that she might, might be do. a know, for her. You never know. Oh, she I was, love that. She, she, was a, she was a nice lady. She was a nice lady. But, yeah, Budley Salterton, 
You have re-energized me for our valuation days. Thank you so much. They kept us busy, busy, busy. So how about your day? Well, my day has been, um, well, I've got to tell you why my day has been peculiar. So I've had my regular day. I've had four or five appointments. I've been on the road all day going to doing house calls. But I've been doing my house calls today in an enterprise van. What? And the reason I've been doing these things in an enterprise van rather than my standard mode of transport, which is a pickup, as we all know, dear listener, is because, well, we're not sure whether it was Emma or uh, Susie, uh, sabotaged my car on Monday. And when I was driving back from uh, Lime Bay Auctions uh, auction on Monday, my brakes failed on the M3 as I was leaving the M3. I, do, I think you may have upset Susie. That's possible. Uh, oh, no, you definitely upset Emma. That's definitely possible. So um, there was much waving of my arm out of the car window, hazard lights on, as I went up the slip road coming off the M3. So fortunately, I was not far from home at this point, And my brake pa- uh, pedal had gone completely solid uh, in the upright position, not in the brakey position. Oh, wow. And as I was coming off a motorway, I wasn't breaking the speed limit, but I wasn't going slowly to reach the slip road. Fortunately, everybody got out of the way. Well covered for legal reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been advised to clarify. So um, I then had to uh, limp my car home. I don't live too far away from that. At 10 miles an hour with the hazards on and had nearly careered into other cars who all got out of the way because all they could see was a rotund bloke waving an arm like a <laughs> out of the window um, as my car ground to a halt in a rather peculiar fashion. Um, yeah, so there you go. So that's my uh, week. Oh, very exciting. Has uh, been done like that. But everybody thought I should tell you um, because it was uh, it was amusing. But every single person who's heard this anecdote has immediately said, that was the podcast, wasn't it? They both want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's um, that, that the two of them have conspired whilst I was visiting you doing auctions in Devon uh, to have my brakes, um, whatever. I God knows the, it, the trucks in the garage, but I'm driving around in a van, which is what you get as a replacement car if you've got a pickup. On this note of um, vans, uh, we're breaking cover now that we've finally had settlement. Uh, we have an amusing anecdote to tell people about one of our lorries um, over the Christmas period. So during Christmas, uh, Simon, uh, you're aware of this, but we haven't told other people. But we have a couple. We have um, Luton lorries that we use to go around and collect things, and we parked one of these Luton lorries um, in a car park that we have adjacent to our um, buildings, and it was stolen over the Christmas period. And the only reason why we know this was stolen, and thank you to the thieves who did this, is that a friend of ours at 8.30 at night, uh, this is between Christmas and New Year's, was tottering from his flat to the pub and saw our van hurtle past him at 8.30 at night. At which point he rang us and said, you guys are working very late. And we went, no, we're not. And we rang the police. The police think it is one of the quickest reports of a stolen vehicle ever because we had recorded, they'd recorded it on a camera outside our premises and within 10 minutes they'd had a phone call from us to say it's gone so it was uh yeah so thank you very much uh no uh, we, we we've got a couple of anecdotes to go with this i mean you'll love this did you know that aviva insurance van insurance don't insure we have this recorded and categorically don't no longer insure vans if they're sign written what 
So if your van is sign written or logoed, Aviva told us that they don't insure them anymore. Right, right. Thames Valley Police uh, did a thorough investigation, having followed our uh, truck uh, with six foot high Windsor Auctions lettering all over it. Yeah. And uh, they gave it exactly 23 hours before they uh, uh, rang us to say we're giving up the search. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, Aviva Insurance. I'm going to ask the obvious question. Surely you want to insure a van that is sign written because surely there's a possibility somebody might spot it as not being a generic van and it might therefore be a telltale sign that is stolen and maybe there's a chance that somebody like the police might get it back. I am amused. We have messaged Aviva on uh, on this on our social media platforms and tried to get a hold of them uh, to say, uh, because I knew I was going to tell this anecdote, to give them the right of reply. And if they change this, but we have got it uh, because they sent us a recording. This did not affect our insurance it was because, because we were reinsuring a new van. But they have said, is it sign written? And we said no. And they said that's good because we don't insure sign written vans. And therefore, if you have a sign written van, it's not insured. And I can't get my head around it at all because, as you say, surely. And, and obviously, the reason why ours had a high, fighting chance, fighting chance of being caught was because it hurt well, the yeah. fastest bloke. And he looked at it and went, well, that's weird, because that's the winter auction's lettering. But there you go. It's between Christmas and New Year, and it's 8.30 at night. Why is the Windsor Auctions van hurtling through Windsor? Yeah. Also, I'd like to draw your attention to the fact that our, te- our team is, um, they're a great bunch, and obviously everybody's mortified, and the whole team arrived at the office that night to see whether or not we could gather any evidence in the surrounding buildings, uh, because it wasn't outside our premises. It was in an adjacent cover. I think we should also mention to our customers, no items were ever left on the van at night and never will be and never have been in the past. No, 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 no. I was going to get to that with the anecdote that the fact that our removals team are so upset because their favourite blankets were stolen along with the van. (laughs) (laughs) And and I believe, was it um, Ray's Country and Western CDs? Yeah, whoever it was who stole the Country and Western CDs We've got an amnesty. If you'd like to send Ray's Country and Western CDs back to us, uh, there'll be no questions asked. Uh, isn't that what people say when, you know, you, somebody's pinched their dog or something? I think so. There'll be no questions asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just return Ray's uh, Country just, and Western CDs. If you, if, you, if you could just return Dolly Parton <laughs> as soon as possible, because Ray is, is not, he's not a happy man. He's not a happy man at all. He's driving around looking very forlorn. So if we could have the CDs back. Now, by the way, that's the only country and reference, uh, country and Western reference I can come up with. They are Johnny Cash addicts, that lot. Uh, but what is funny is that some of our team won't travel in the vans with each other because some of them will not listen to country and Western. <laughs> I'm with them on that. Oh, dear. So, yeah, there you go. So it's not a vehicle week. Um, so I, I need, um, I've been in a... Bizarre situation with pickup. Obviously, it, people have these accidents all the time. It wasn't an accident; I didn't hit anything. Um, the van's been stolen, and um, but yes, other than that, my week's been great. Apart from now, get this: we have a um, a member of our team who uh, suffers from tummy trouble, frequent tummy trouble, and he has been told by his GP that smoking will help. <laughs> Uh, thinking that's <laughs> unlikely, but if true, that individual needs to be struck off. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
I mean, when you're discussing HR with cus- with uh, your teams and one of your team goes, I, I just got to talk to you about the fact that I might need more smoking breaks because my GP has told me that my tummy trouble will be eased if I smoke more. The, I, I, the problem is, in this day and age, what do you say? Because you can't lose it. I said, well, I, I think I might have to ring that, ring that practice and ask if that's the actual truth, if that's the case. I can't imagine that with the anti-smoking ban and GPs bagging on about it all the time that goes, do you know what you need? Another packet of fags. <laughs> Here in Devon, when you, uh, you learn very quickly not to ask people, how are you? Because you will get a rundown of their medical history for the last six months. Some of it you really don't want to hear, particularly after breakfast. At no point in the last 10 years in Devon has somebody said, well, I've had a bit of a chipping tummy, Simon, and they prescribed 10 B&H. Not once. It's not happened. I had to bring it up because I wanted to see your face. And for those of you uh, who uh, don't, if they don't clip this bit up, um, yeah, he um, he was incredulous. Incu- what's the word? As surprised as I am. <laughs> Cross. <laughs> Definitely cross the cheeky toe rack. Oh, dear. But on happier notes, happier notes, I got, I'm doing a talk for the Women's Institute on a topic of my choosing to do with... Oh, I did one of those last year. Yeah, on a topic of... Well, that's why I bring it up. On a topic of my choosing to do with the antiques and auction industry. So, um, thoughts? Um, feel free to email well, them uh, in. Well, I hope you're not going to do <laughs> HR. <laughs> No. Vans I have loved and had stolen. Or van insurance. <laughs> van insurance. Here's an hour of your life you'll never get back. Girls, van insurance and HR nightmares. Oh yeah. It's been a week. It's been a week of those. I've got I'm doing a, a rugby club centenary. Oh, that's gonna be quite a drinky boozier one, I reckon. And then I'm doing Eaton. Uh, I'm doing one for um, Eaton, but I think I've mentioned that before. That's in a couple of weeks' time, so I'm looking forward to that. Now, talk to me. I sent you a message last night. I'm slightly hijacking you, but I sent you a message last night about Sotheby's new fees, auction fees. Ah, that's impressive. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, very good. Why don't, why don't you tell our customers what Sotheby's are doing? Why don't I bail you out? <laughs> yeah, please. That'd be great. Uh, what I wanted, so they've got a new fee structure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what we were interested in, uh, and we're interested in our listeners' thoughts, is that there is a new fee. So they have a success fee on top of the regular fees, that, you know, your uh, selling fees that all auction houses charge and are all pretty similar. There, if all lots hammer price, hammer price exceeds the high estimate. Any lot this is, right? Any lot, any lot. Hammer price exceeds high estimate. The success fee is 2% of the hammer, complete hammer price. Which, which in my mind, as, well, okay, in my mind, and just a personal point of view, is if you've had to put in a 2% fee for overachieving the higher estimate, i.e. making an effort to sell it for as much as possible, arguably what we're supposed to do anyway doesn't that suggest that up until this point you've not been trying <laughs> if you've got to be incentivized by an additional two percent for going over the upper estimate we're like do you know what lads we should start making an effort yeah but why well how about if we charge the customer an extra two percent oh do you know what then i'll give it a go 
Uh, dear listener, for those of you who know, um, I do get accused of this occasionally, is that I sort of wind Simon up, give him ammunition, and then let him have a good old rant. And this is one of those moments. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that a success fee for a higher estimate is necessarily the direction that uh, the industry should take. I have to say, I find it slightly awkward. Here's a tip for any customer who comes across a 2% success fee for over the higher estimate. What you do is you work out your lower estimate, which is £1,000, say, and your upper estimate is £1.2 million. Right. Therefore, you're covered. <laughs> Take it from Simon. I've got you covered. Your lower estimate is a thousand pounds. Your upper estimate, one point two million. You can dodge that two percent success fee any time you like. We're here to help. You're, well, you are indeed, my friend. It does sound a little peculiar. I have to be honest. I am. Am I surprised? I mean, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Well, how much are you paying? How much are you paying for them to, I don't know, get it right then and get it in between the higher and lower estimate? It's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. Yeah, 20%. Uh, it's, a, it's a slightly staggered. Um, I've got, I'm just sorry. I've, a sliding scale. It's a sliding scale. Um, yeah, so you've got uh, hammer price up to and including 6 million, 20%. Porsche of the hammer price exceeding 6 million is 10%. Five, consignment value, low estimate, 5 million or less. 10% on the first 500,000 of hammer price per lot. And then you've got, yeah, it just carries on like that. Uh, more than 5 million to, um, it's just a lot of money. Uh, but obviously they're dealing at the top end. But however, it does say minimum $500 or pounds, whatever, seller's commission, further applicable to any lot with a low estimate of £5,000 or less. But get this. Whether it's sold or unsold. So a minimum $500 (laughs) seller's commission, further applicable for any lot with a low estimate of $5,000 or less that is unsold. So if you've got a Mm. $5,000 painting, and they do sell plenty of these sort of items, or a a piece of furniture at $5,000. You have to pay five hundred, whether it's sold or not sold. There's not that lotting fee. I mean, that seems like a lot. Yeah. Okay. So if I don't deliver the goods, you pay me five hundred quid. Okay. Interesting, isn't it? Well, I mean, I, I'm fascinated to hear what other people in the industry have to say about this, or where they feel that fees are going, and all the rest of it. Because obviously, auction houses we do attract. Uh, some people give us a hard time about the fees we charge. And uh, some people just don't realise the amount of effort that goes into photographing and preparing and advertising yeah, and all absolutely. the money spent um, and all the rest of it. But, you know, everybody's in t- I'm, I'm opening it up for debate. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. And let's play devil's advocate here uh, slightly. Yeah. If somebody brings Sotheby's or another auction house a painting and Sotheby's say, I rate that at 1000 to £2,000 and we get this a lot and the customer says, no, no, no. I think it's worth a minimum of 5000 or, you know, well within their rights. If it doesn't sell for 5000 I'll have it back. In that circumstance where you're being dictated to by the customer and the customer has strong opinions and feelings as to what the item is worth and maybe overruling the auction house, then it would be entirely unfair for the auction house to do a vast amount of work knowing and having advised the client that it's highly unlikely to make that number and then give them the painting back and have absolutely earned nothing. In fact, they've lost money. If that happens on a regular basis, you'll have no auction houses left. So there is a perfectly reasonable rationale for a minimum fee 
particularly if you're going to put a great deal of time and effort into selling a painting at a, in their opinion, top end price with no negotiation or wiggle room. So there's the counter argument. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There should be some sort of lotting fee for people who are consigning some uh, uh, items because there is a lot of effort that goes in to selling an item of any value at an auction house. It's got to be processed. It's got to be moved. It's got to be unpacked. It's got to be photographed. It's got to be put into a catalogue. It's got to be moved around rooms. It's got to be, you know, all that sort of stuff. And people, I don't think people see that. And obviously the people who are doing all those things have to earn a wage, a salary, etc. And therefore, if it doesn't sell. But it's an interesting one, isn't it? Do you want a real cracker on storage charges to uh, keep you going? Or do you want to keep going on fees? Uh, no, let's go storage. The gentleman will remain anonymous. But uh, he has um, a, a, a um, he has a fee, a storage fee of twelve pounds. Okay. Now, some may think this is petty, but we, after if an item hasn't been collected within the allotted time, we charge at Windsor, and I think the same with you, three pounds per item per day. The reason for this is that we actually have to rent additional storage because people don't collect in time. So the storage charges go towards paying for our additional space and storage that we have to rent. So that's our argument behind why we charge them. This gentleman, he doesn't wish to become an armchair warrior, uh, which he says, as we run a hotel and guest apartments, we do not charge the guest for following. This is the email we got when we asked him for his £12. As we run a hotel and guest apartments, we do not charge a guest for the following. Late checkout, celebratory, birthday, anniversary, Prosecco, bottle in room, fresh flowers, molten brown toiletries, complimentary pashmina on arrival, Free Wi-Fi, free tea and coffee on arrival, fresh fruit in rooms, complimentary fragrances. Uh, then he gives the names of those. Uh, they're all available at Fortnum and Mason. Uh, complimentary biscuits in the room. This all more than uh, £8,000 a year, and we do not charge for breakages or thefts. Now, I would argue that most of those items are included in the price of the room per night. You factor them in to what you're charging the, the guests to stay at your hotel. I'm not quite sure what all of this has got to do with my late charges so far. <laughs> However. OK, so. Yeah, hang on. Do you want the rest so you can really have a go? <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come, okay. come, come, come. I do on. not acknowledge the £12 charge, and I would like to offer you or a colleague a 10% discount staying at our property instead of £12. Not in fee. It's in an area of the country that uh, I'm not going to go to very often, sadly, or any member of my team. However, this is not how you wish to prove we have a problem. <laughs> Hoping this is helping you understand our customer service and reputation, what Windsor Auctions is all about. I do wish. And then he goes on to name a number of people within the auction industry of whom he is friends, of whom he, I mean, the implication is, and we're not quite sure how this works because it doesn't re-scan very well this bit. Uh, it's all about, as I do wish when I see, and then he mentions Mark Allen, Friends from friends of his from the Antiques Roadshow, a director of Rosebury's, Ian Cadzo, and then he talks about other uh, eminent auctioneers, Adam Partridge, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure because he says that your auction has a glowing review. Now I don't know whether he means to disparage us to these people or whatever. However, what we're going to do is, if we can't resolve this, we're going to write to all these people and say, should we be allowed to charge? What's your view? What's your view? On storage charges, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what I don't know what we're meant to do. 
Um, it's not £12, is it? It's all about being great at your reputation and running your business well, which with the public, me in this case, is always challenging. Please kindly confirm that you're going to waive this fee. Now, obviously, we charge we charge storage fees to everybody, all our customers, uh, for the reason I just outlined. It's very simple. I have to rent more space. Therefore, I need to fund it somehow. And it's only because people are, I run my business in such a way, uh, we run our business, pardon me, in such a way that, you know, we need the space. Over to you, Simon, because that one has, that email has absolutely baffled our team at Windsor. Uh, so basically, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to check me and my entire family into his wonderful establishment. I am going to avail myself of all of the shampoo and the goodness and the freebies that I possibly can. And then when it comes to check out, I'm basically going to say, I'm, I'm not really ready. Uh, I haven't got time to check out. So I'm going to stay. I'm going to store myself at your premises, at your expense, for the foreseeable future. My children like it here. They like it here. And they will be staying. In fact, what might happen is my wife and I might leave said establishment, but decide that... Mm, I know you'd like us to take our kids away so that you can use your space room to make more money for your business, but that doesn't quite fit with me right now. So what we're going to do is my wife and I are going to trick trot off because we're busy, busy people and we're going to go and, I don't know, we're going to play some croquet maybe for a couple of days, somewhere in the Outer Hebrides. That's what we might decide to do, because that's what fits with me right now. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to leave my children with you. I'm going to leave them with you. I'd also like you to take care of them, so I don't want any damage to come to them, because when I pick them up, I expect them to be in the same condition that I left them in. So my children will stay here. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not going to pay for it. Think about your reputation. Think about your reputation. I might tell some people, might tell some people that you threw my children out onto the pavement. No, I don't intend to pay for it. I'll be back when I'm ready, when I'm good and ready, because I'm a very busy, important man. And if you could just store my children where I left them, despite the fact that you told me, you know, if you do decide to stay a few more days, sir, there will be some additional charges because it says that in your terms and conditions. I've decided to overrule those terms and conditions. I'm off. Children are staying. See you in a week. How about that? See, I'm so glad I read that one to you <laughs> and saved it for a podcast. It's madness. It's madness. I mean, why don't you write to him and say if there's if there's if there's if there's other stuff you'd like us just to hang on to for a while? I don't know. Maybe you've got some beds you're not using. Maybe maybe there's I don't know. Maybe you've ordered too many tins of soup. Send them our way. We'll we'll look after them as well because we're like that. We're charitable, nice people. Let's do that. Let's basically ignore the terms and conditions that you have, that we have, that mean that we can run an efficient business. Let's just ignore those. And any associated fees, God forbid, let's not pay those. And we'll just do whatever the... Great. Well, this is brilliant. We're doing this on a Friday evening, people. We're, do we're doing this podcast on a Friday evening. I'm, I'm now just... I mean... 
Yeah, where, what, where do you find them, Harry? Where? <laughs> do you know what? In fact, don't tell you know me where you find them. <laughs> do you know what? I mean, I have kept him anonymous, and um, and people may think oh, it's interesting. Good job. People may think that um, we're being petty about twelve pounds. The problem is, I've got people who have had storage bills of uh, one with a thousand two hundred pounds. I've got people with four hundred, five hundred pounds, and. Some people come to us and they say, look, well, I do have an issue, but can you store it for me? And I'm prepared to pay the storage fees because I can't get to you or I've got an issue. And therefore, we just t- we sort it all out between us and we charge in storage. It goes in storage. They tell us for three or four days before it's coming and we take it out of storage and have it ready for them. And everybody seems to deal with that amicably. What we have done in this year is because we got a little bit lax on it, we've been a little bit more forthright. We've said, listen, guys. You've got these 10 days. Can you get your whatever it is? And can you get your stuff and come and get it? We even ran polls on our social media. And literally 90% of respondents said, well, you've got to run a business. You can't just keep storing stuff. Space is not the space that we have available to us is finite. But yeah, I'm with you. Um, I am disappointed that I can't avail myself of his hugely generous offer. I can't imagine that would be a very comfortable stay in a hotel where somebody really, really, really no, I guess. No, I, I think you I, th- I think you Do you know what I, I, I think? I think, I, I, think I, I bring a food taster with me, I suspect. I think what you might find is your Morton Brown has mysteriously disappeared and you've got some uh, Tesco's own brand in there, which is basically you're going you're gonna to come away with some proper flaky skin, Harry. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Uh, I Seriously, I think... You know, oh, you've got a very specific skin regime, and that's why you look so glowing and beautiful. I think two nights at this bloke's place, and you'll come out. <sighs> I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And as for your fruit salad, yeah, touch it. Hey, I tell you what. So that's so. Uh, I, people want to know about running an auction house, wards and all. Uh, so this week has very much been about uh, the trials and tribulations that Harry's been having. <laughs> Whether that be uh, whether that be uh, his business partner's uh, wife and his own wife trying to kill him, uh, people stealing things, uh, or um, I mean, this complaint—I just can't get my head around it at all. Um, I know it sounds petty; the amount of money sounds petty, but it's it's the principle, really. Well, it, it can be petty at either end, can't it? Just pay the twelve quid and take your lumps for not doing what you're supposed to do, or you could say we're supposed to eat storage charges for till the cows come home. Doesn't really matter. On the on the wives episode, um we yes. we had um a love a lovely couple of ladies come to our um come to the auction house, um, spoke to Susie and I wandered up to the counter as well. And they said, oh, we've listened to the latest episode. The wife says, they said, Susie, you, you and Emma were so lovely. And then they just glared at me. <laughs> I, I had to go away. I, I felt very uncomfortable at my own auction house. They were like, you, you know, Susie, Emma, you came across beautifully so well. And then they just stared at me and scowled a little bit. And I had to go back in my office and hide. So I haven't listened to the episode yet. I'm terrified to. Have you listened to it yet, Harry? Uh, I have listened to it. The reason I've listened to it is that I had to listen to the debate bit on the subject of us talking about the girls in the office. Uh No, no, this is interesting because this has split debate amongst Windsor Auctions customers who do listen to the part of our other listeners. 
um, in Mexico. We're hurtling up the charts as usually in Mexico. Well, obviously. And it seems it seems like 50-50 as to people who like being referred to as the girls and don't like being referred to as the girls. So I had to listen back to it to make sure just how bad or how strong the feelings were. Once I listened back to it, I wish I hadn't because it became apparent that Susie really, yeah. really, really doesn't like it. No, 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 no. So when I listened no. back to it, I went, and have you noticed in this episode, because, dear listeners, there is a little bit of preparation to these chats that we have, and there's topics and things written down. Is that- written across a piece of paper on my desk is the word team, and I have used the word team at least team. half a dozen times in this part. I can't stop using it. I, I, I basically have been out on appointments where they said, and, uh, you know, uh, when I want to book the, the service and the van, um, can I call your office? And I just go blank. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? There's no one there. What do you mean there's no one there? I don't know. I don't know what to call them. There are people. I think I can call them people. No, uh, we're learning old dogs, new tricks, Harry. Come on, roll over. I'll yeah, yeah, we time. are. Yeah, yeah, old we are, dogs, we are. new tricks. We are. We are learning, and we're uh, we're nailing it. We got it sorted, mate. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine as long as I keep work, writing the word "team" in six foot letters everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you, talking about awkward, um, Budley Salterton. I've gone all the way back to the beginning. Budley Salterton today, lovely uh, young man, youngish man, younger than us. So young. A gentleman came in, sat down with a big box on his lap, um, and we were busy with other customers, so he sat in the little waiting row of chairs. And um, so th- you couldn't see the chairs when we came in, so people sort of came in and went, oh, oh what do I do? So we, one of us would stop and go, excuse me, sir, there's chairs over there, you can go and sit down. So anyway, he went and sat down to wait for uh, one of us to become available to do something. And then a elderly, more elderly couple came in, and we said, oh, hi. Um, they were looking around. Hi. I said, you can come and sit over there. They went, oh, it's okay. We're with him. That's our son. I went, oh, okay, fantastic. But please, you know, do make yourself at home. We'll be with you as quickly as you can. He looked a little bit whew, uh, like he didn't know they were coming. And I kind of overheard her say, we saw your car in the car park and then we were wandering by. And we, I know you mentioned Lime Bay Auctions and the family. So we saw your car. So we guessed you. So we thought we'd come in. My customers, we finished with them, signed the paperwork up, shook hands, off they toddled. I said, uh, would you like to come and join us, sir? And he said, and I quote, this is going to be a bit awkward. Most of the stuff I'm selling is stuff they've given me. <laughs> Right, and you could see Dad going, oh, have you now? <laughs> what exactly is going on here? So, seriously, so... Um, he didn't go through with it. He, he didn't bring the stuff up, that... did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He said, um, <laughs> I'd have bottled uh... it. I'd have gone, do you know what? I'm going to rethink no? this. No, I think I'll take... Mum, Dad, I think I'll take you for a cup of tea. How about, a, you know, how about a scone? No, he, he kind of... He was there. Um, yeah, we had to go through a lot of silver. To be fair, uh, Mum and Dad were very, uh, very magnanimous about it and said, well, we kind of knew you were going to sell it, son. Or, you know, here's Granny's spoons. <laughs> here's the silver. From- I was like, oh, this is a little, oh. He didn't see that coming, bless him. Love, Budley. Great place. I'm loving that. I've got evaluation day next week. I'm praying that something like that happens. I'm praying that something oh, like that happens. 
Um, we had we've had several phone calls. We got one next week where they go, "What's the? Is there a limit on the number of items that we can bring?" I was like, "Oh yeah, we've uh, had that." Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> what are you thinking? I'm expecting. Well, obviously, something. I'm going to hear. Doot, doot. <laughs> There's a huge lorry arrive. <laughs> Truck. <laughs> There's an HGV outside. Yeah. It's for you. There's a massive Pantechnica comes up the driveway of this uh, church hall, and I'm sat there going, <laughs> uh, right, um, ring the office, going to be late. Okay. Uh, mate, so it sounds like we've had a great week, really, doesn't it, in the world of antiques. Um, we've had feedback uh, uh, plenty about um, our wives doing the pod, all of which has been positive uh, for them, um, and they've done a great job. Even one uh, person... <laughs> And that they're very tolerant. Um, and uh, as for my week, I'm just I'm glad I'm moving on. Frankly, I'm hoping for a slightly more relaxed and less fraught week next week. Sounds good. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I've got to say, I think. And so for for listening to this, we're 2024. We're at the beginning of February. I think both auction houses have had one of the most positive starts to the year that we've ever had. So. Uh, dear listeners, I hope your years are starting off just as well, uh, because we're very grateful that the year has started off uh, in fine, fine fettle, and we're excited about what's to come. And of course, on the Gavel and the Gavel, we'll be reporting all of that to you weekly, apart from when we miss it, and then it's bi-weekly. Don't worry, you're going on holiday soon. Going on holiday soon. I'm rudderless. I'm rudderless. My mate's going away. I mean, I mean, I talk like you're going away for months. I hope you're not. But who knows? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Maybe not coming back. Don't know. No, we should be fine. We should be going. And and we're going to a water park. Yeah, I referred people to uh, earlier episodes, very early episodes of the pod where Simon said he'd never leave Devon other than to drive down the A303 to Windsor to do an auction. He was never going to leave Devon again. And then but we will, um, for those of you who, uh, who get upset when I pick on him, let me assure you, if there are trials and tribulations or while he's on holiday, I will be cataloguing them all <laughs> for a later edition <laughs> of the podcast when we're short on, we're short on uh, stuff to talk about. <laughs> Tune in uh, for later episodes when Simon comes back off holiday and the skeletons have all fallen out of the closet and will be revealed on the Gavin and Gavin. Mate, it's been lovely to catch up with you as usual after a busy week. Go home, see your family, pack your trunks, and uh, I'll see you soon. Lots of love. Take care, buddy. See you, pal.